Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. Well, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, actually not only just one friend, but two friends of mine. And so a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go to what they call the Midwest Ministers Fellowship, and it was a, just a group of pastors from all over the city, and they had a meal, and while we were there, there was a, a group of people who got up and introduced us to a ministry uh, down in Kansas City called Hope City. And while I was there, they introduced kind of like to their, their people that are on staff, and there was a, one particular young man that really just, his enthusiasm, his charisma, his just desire for the Lord just really captured my heart personally, for one, because he worked with the youth, and that was close to my heart, and I just, and so Sam really impacted, I want you guys to do me a favor right now, I want you to write down, if you can, hopecitykc.org, all right, hopecitykc.org, all together, hopecitykc.org. And so that way you can go later and you can look into the ministry, what they're doing uh, there in the city, and you can be a part of supporting the work that's going on right here in Kansas City. And so I met Sam, and then uh, not too long after that, I met Sam again when we went to this Hope City on Christmas Day, 2016. Some of us from our church uh, went there and we helped serve up uh, Chris Cake pancakes. I mean, if you're here today, we serve Chris Cakes here. We were helping to serve Chris Cake pancakes to anyone who, who needed a, a hot meal and a place to be that day. We, give, we gave away gifts, and it was, a, it was a powerful way to spend Christmas morning. Well, I thought maybe that would be the last time I got a chance to see Sam, but I kept running into Sam in different places, and I saw him at a prayer gathering not too long ago, and we were talking, and he and his wife, Tamika, prayed over, over me and prayed for our family and prayed for our church. And then I thought, you know what? In a few weeks, we're going to be talking about hope. And this man ministers in a place called Hope City. Wouldn't it be awesome if he would just come and preach a word about hope today, and then later his wife's going to sing a song for us. So I want you guys to welcome my friend Sam Smith. Come on up, Sam. Good morning. Everybody woke? Do y'all talk back here or No. A little bit, amens, I'm with you, I don't know. Well, yes, good morning, so yeah, I'm Samuel, um, I work at Hope City, where I'm one of the pastors in the house, also the youth pastor, and um, where we're pretty much just there full time. We're inner city ministry, where we open, and we also, first and foremost, we're praying ministry. We have a prayer room. On 24th Street, and I don't know if any of you, you know, are familiar with Kansas City or the inner city, um, but, but we're actually in one of the worst zip codes or close to one of the worst zip codes in America. I'm right there. And it's funny where the Lord put us because he put us right on a strip. And it's, it's, it's a public strip, 24th Street is. So that means we, we, we don't have as much authority over that strip or that sidewalk as we would like to. 
Um, in other words, you can't just say, hey, man, keep it moving sometimes. At times we were in Aston, you know, had to call the law enforcement at different times and say, well, we have less problems if we could just keep the sidewalk clear, but we can't make people move. So we always say we feel like for these seasons that we abandoned, the Lord did it on purpose. We're up close. You can't build a fence right there on 24th Street in front of Hope City. So you got to stay up and close on everything that's going on. And so, like I said, we have a prayer room there that's open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., Monday through Friday. And we also, um, we also are open to the community. So the community can come in and they can go to the prayer room and they also can come in and just hang out. We feed lunch every uh, Monday through Friday at 12. We feed lunch and dinner on Mondays and Fridays. So I say this to say that, you know, all of the problems that are taking place in people's life, you know, that are let, um, less fortunate, is right there in front of us. It really, it really make our prayer room unique. You can't forget. You can't become blind to what's happening outside because it's right there. So I can be worshiping and singing, you know, the songs that we love so much that I love. I love worshiping. Who love worshiping in here? Amen. There we go. Come on. Wake up. There we go. We need a little more coffee, huh? When we worship and pray and you walk out and that which you are praying for is right there. Whether it's God delivered drug addicts from their addiction. You can't forget what do a drug addict look like. You can't forget what do a drug addict look like when they're in their addiction. Because when you walk out, there they go. And I once was a drug addict myself. When you walk out, you can't forget. Lord, restore. Lord, give hope. Who is it again that I'm praying for? You walk out, you can't forget. Oh, right here, it's here. It's right in front of me. The ones I'm praying for, the ones we're all desperately in need of hope, right? But then at times you can look and you know, you know, you can see, you don't got to guess. Certain ones you look and say, wow, he's really in need of hope right now. She's really in need of hope right now. So we can't forget. And so I, I love that. And we live there. I'm an intercessor missionary. Intercession missionary, right? But not only that, we're inner city missionaries. So some are called to Africa, right? Some are called to Nepal, you know, over to India, and these different nations that are in need of the gospel. And then, then many are called right here. And many are called to our own backyards. Some are called to the inner cities of America, And I I happen to be one of those, and my wife as well, who are called to the inner city. So not only, you know, when I come outside of the prayer room or when I go to the prayer room, I can see what's happening where we live. We live right in the inner city, not too far from Hope City, like two minutes away. And I work with the youth, so I'm going to share some stories. So that, that, you know, that's a little bit about um, Hope City and there's people there right here in our, you know, right on our own soil. 
who are saying we're going to waste our lives for this. And in raising support, you know, just the same as a missionary who is going to Africa and, and, and saying yes to the, the call of God to do this full time. You know, at times living on very small budget and having to trust the Lord to, to, to provide, you know, Hope City in general. Like Pastor Brady said, they came and some of you all here today probably was with him when he came. And, you know, sometimes we have to have great faith just for the lights to be cut on or the lights to stay on. They stay on. Thank God for that, right? Because we also, um, we, feed, we, we feed the community. And since the, commu- the doors are, you know, always open Monday through Friday, and when the doors are closed, we have a training program and an internship. So that means uh, electric- electricity is still being used. Water is still being used. Gas is still being used. And we also have showers, right? Because you know everybody don't have a home where they could take a shower at. And so we have showers that's in the building, and those who come right off of the streets at our, our, our welcome desk, we have a, a basket behind our desk with towels. So that those who need to take a shower can take a shower. And we have in our drawer, when we open our drawer, we have pantlets and stuff like that, right? We also have soap, shampoo for those who need to take a shower. And they, you know, it's right there and they can go take a shower. And I know that blessed many lives, right? I mean, because I know right now, and if, you know, every time I get in my shower and that water is hot, I'm like, man, thank you, Lord. It's the little things. I'm not taking it for granted. I'm grateful. I'm like a little kid. I get giddy. <laughs> That's a good thing. You get giddy over a shower. I don't know about y'all, you know, don't forget, you know, I don't want to forget. Like I said, I can't forget. So I'm giddy like a kid. I'm in that shower and I'm like, oh, that water feels so good. And I'm grateful because there's so many without. So the message today is hope. What is hope? With a question mark. And I'm going to pray. Lord, I ask that you have your way. Father, this morning, I'm asking Holy Spirit that our spirits will be waking up. That our souls will wake up. Lord, we ask, Father, that we will become more aware, God, of the hope that we have, the hope that is needed, God. Father, I just pray that you would do something through me, Father, through this in this room, God, that when we leave, we will leave differently, God. Father, I pray that we will leave high, Father, that we will leave, God, this room, God, on another level, on a new level, Father, that we leave this room, God, is if we just enter into a new space. Father, I say you will bless us in this room, God. Father, I just ask, God, whatever you're expecting, whatever you're desiring to be done in this room, God, I'm asking, Father, that our expectation will increase, God, that we right now will be like-minded, God. Father, desiring that you would speak something or something that we have already heard, God, we just begin to become an echo. It become that it will become louder in our spirit, God, than it was yesterday. Hope, hope, hope in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless us, Lord. So I said, what, what, is, what is hope? I said, hope is trusting God, confident, expectation. 
of what God has promised and that he will bring to pass all that he promised, right? Hope is confident, expectation in the faithfulness of God. Hope is trusting in God's faithfulness. We're not just wishing, right? You know, there's, there is a hope where, you know, the definition, you know, in which the world live by as far as when they think about hope is, is wishing. You know, maybe something will come to pass. Our hope is different. Our hope is God is faithful. And because he's faithful, I have an expectation that he's going to bring to pass everything that he promised. And that got to do something to my spirit. Our God and our Father is faithful. Jesus and the Holy Spirit who has been given to us is faithful. Y'all with me this morning? We've been given the Holy Spirit, right? Anybody in here ever think, you know, if, a, if you woke up in the middle of the night and if an angel was right in your bedroom, would that blow you away? That would be trippy, right? It would trip me out. I never woke up and seen an angel, you guys. We know that the Lord said he would give angels to keep charge over us that we might not dash our foot up on a rock. So we know that angels be present, right? Even when we don't know it. But what really should blow me away, what really should be trippy to me, is that the very spirit of God, the living God, has been given to me. The spirit of the living God has been given to us. So not only should I wake up in the morning and, and see an angel talking to me, giving me a word of the Lord, and be like, whoa. Like I just entered into a whole nother realm, a whole nother level of the things of God. No, even more than that, that God has given me his Holy Spirit. That should be trippy. Like I should, that's what I can't wrap my mind around. This gives me hope. This gives me hope. This gives us hope. Y'all with me? That should blow our mind. We're, we're walking around, creatures made in the image of God, and the Lord have come, and Jesus died and he rose, and he said, I'm going to give to you a helper, a comforter. He's going to be with you. It's good that I go. He didn't say, when I leave, I'm going to send you an angel, and they're going to make known every single thing to you that I'm doing, what I'm up to, giving witness to Jesus, which, of course, they're servants of God, so they're playing their part. But he said, no, my very spirit I'm going to put in you, I'm going to baptize you with my Holy Spirit. So this is our hope. In Numbers 23, 19 says this, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Who's happy that God don't change his mind in regards to the promises that he have made to us? Who's grateful that God does not lie? I'm so happy he don't lie and then have to repent about it. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise 
and not fulfill? Does he promise and not fulfill? No. He promised and he fulfills. Hebrews 6.18 says it this way. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. So it's impossible for God to lie. So because of that, we get to take refuge. And we get to take hold of the hope which have been set before us, which is a great hope. But we don't always feel that way, right? Y'all with me? Okay. I know y'all are just like some amen in here, especially y'all seem far away. I want to pull y'all into me. You know, y'all back there, I can pull y'all up here. But we don't always feel that way. I don't always wake up feeling hopeful. I don't. Maybe some of you in here do. I don't always, I'm a man of faith. But I don't always waking up, I don't always just wake up in the morning just feeling goosebumps and feeling the Holy Spirit, you know, all over my life. The one whom I just described that God had given to me. The Lord had baptized me with his, 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 his own spirit. He had entrusted me with his spirit. I don't always wake up feeling that way. You know, I don't just wake up in the bed feeling like a fire starter. As far as my emotions go, like, ooh, I, w- I don't wake up just like, ooh, I'm so full of hope. Oh, I'm so full of faith. My emotions are just on board when I roll out the bed and I just wake up and shake my wife and say, are you with me? She's like, ah, oh, I don't. But I do wake up knowing that I got hope, right? I wake up. I wake up knowing that that faith is a choice. I wake up knowing that putting my hope in God is a choice. Right? Because my emotions, our emotions are fickle. They're always changing. And I know I wish they didn't, but they do. You ever go to sleep feeling really good? Like thinking about God, uh, Singing, singing love songs to him, and just knowing how you have right standing with him, and the Holy Spirit is giving tangible witness where you can feel the very presence of God, and then you wake up the next morning having done nothing but sleep, and you hear all the lies, right, all the accusations. How did that happen? How did I go to sleep feeling good, feeling like I was going to change the world in the morning? And then wake up and it's just lies. Wake up and just it's accusations. Right? Am I, am I by myself? Y'all need to lay hands on me. But I do wake up and then I, I instantly start to start agreeing with the Lord. Knowing, knowing, knowing my place in Christ. So when I wake up or when I'm, I'm living throughout my day... And I don't feel hopeful. Said, and in that place where I don't feel my true hope, because of all the lies that are trying to fill my mind, when I've been blinded by all that I see around me, the pain, the loss, so many without, because this is what I see, this is what we all see, 
right? When we go to social media, when we turn on CNN, when we watch Fox News, when we read our brothers and our sisters' posts, when I mean about our brothers and our sisters, those who are of the same faith as us, because you all are my brothers and my sisters, right? You're my family. Like, I don't know, you know, most of you in the room, but what I know for certain, not, not in a fairy tale, hypothetical kind of way, like I know in a sincere way, in a Jesus Christ body was broken for this kind of way. I know that Jesus, um, the, um, the finished works of the cross kind of way, that you all are my brothers and sisters, right? We're family. And so when I'm, you know, when we look at all that's going on around us, when we're looking at Facebook, social media, for those who own social media, the news, when we drive down the street, our neighbors, our family members, our own lives, and just all that can be happening in our lives, we don't always feel hope. Make a choice to believe and put our trust in God, right, because of his faithfulness. But we don't always feel that way. And so when all of these lies are filling my mind, when I'm blinded, because of everything that's going on around me, and I'm a filler, right? So I'm emotion, emotionally con connected to my surrounding. And it's, it's kids that are without around me, right? There's families that don't have what I have. And it's just lies that are saying, yeah, yeah, you're, you're actually, you're hopeless. You can't do anything about what's going on. Even right now, and this is, it's funny I'm talking about hope. Because I just feel like the Lord been just speaking hope throughout this week to me. Like I knew that I was going to be talking about hope on Sunday. But then the stuff leading up to it, like I just happened to um, be at Hope House on Tuesday. Which is a, a, like a, somewhat like a boarding school for young, young girls. Whose families are actually wealthy. And they're just in a really hard place right now in life trying to figure it out, 13, 14, 15. And so as I'm, I'm there t talking to him, I'm like, huh, Hope, Hope, Hope House. I work at Hope City. We're talking about Hope on, on Sunday. And then around me, there's, there's, there's kids that I work with in the inner city, right? And they, they, some of them are in transition right now. And in this good holiday season that we're in. They're not, they're not declarating Christmas trees right now. They're not. Jesus. You know, because some of us are privileged. Even when we have little, a lot of the times we have more than, 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 than many have. And so during this time right now, kids that are in my class, they're, they're, they're Bible class, they're in transition. And not just a good transition, not just... We're about to move from this house to the next house. They don't know where they're going to go. Like they don't know where they're going. Like their landlord is saying, you got to be out. By this day. And so they're not just in a, you know, somehow they do be jolly. And one can think, how in the world are they so jolly right now? Do they not know what's going on in their life? But they're in transition. And then I'm in a place where I'm the helper. And so I want to help. But I don't have all the resources that's needed, right? 
And so the lies are, you're helpless. They're looking to you for help, and you, you, don't, even, you don't even have hope that they're looking for, right? That's the lies. That's the, that don't mean that that's the truth. They're moving right now. They're not, they're not in a good place, Samuel. Are you going to move them into your house? What are you going to do right now? And then this is not the only family. Thank God I got a, 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 you know, a good story to tell in the middle of it. That's not the only family that was in transition whom landlord said, you got to leave. And then their parents made some bad stewardship decisions. And so not only do, is it so easy for them to just get into another house, but their gas bill is sky high. And they don't got the money to pay it. One of the families recently was just given a house to move in. Y'all say amen to that. Amen. Because the house that they was living in, this is a whole, a whole family. Kids. The gas didn't work. It's been cold outside. You know what was hope to them? Somebody bringing them a heater. Like, I'm like, well, we have to go to Walmart and spend a little bit of money that we have and buy a heater if, if we have to. And then we're calling around, you know, to see where we can get extra heaters from. And even saying, well, you know, if y'all got to, y'all can come to our house. Because it's cold and it's little kids. And so the Lord was giving them heaters. He was providing. And not only that, now they have a house. They, they just moved into another house where they actually have heater, working heat. Amen. Because trust me, I walked in there and that's why I was giddy in my shower at home. Remember I said I can't forget because of what I get to do. I get to go into these houses in, 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 in which I don't even want to sit on the couch. Because that's how bad the houses are. And so, and so they was able to, to, to move into transition. And the Lord blessed them with a house. But even, but even there, you get in these places and the, the lodge was, man, you can't even help them. And the family right now that, that, that we're, we're trying to work with and other families that are, that are in the same struggles right now. The kids, 14, 15, 8 years old. They got to they gotta find somewhere to go. So all these things are telling me, you're hopeless, you're helpless, you're defeated. They're looking to you for help. Lies. I have to have conversations in this place. I have to have conversations with my soul. Who have to have conversations with their soul? I have to have conversations with my soul. Samuel, you're defeated. Look around you. You're helpless. Look, they're wanting help for you. You can't even write a check right now to help them. But I do know a father that I have. I know a God that I have. I know the one who rose from the grave with all power in his hand. I know that he said he'd be a voice for the voiceless and for the poor and for the needy. I know a God who can do what I can't do. So when my soul begins to be weighed down, and some of your souls get weighed down, maybe it's family members that are addicted, maybe it's something that's going on in your own life, but you have to have conversations with your own soul. Just like the psalmist. In Psalms 43, verse 5, why so downcast, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Because I get disturbed. I'm sharing these stories with y'all because I'm hoping they do something. I'm hoping 
they bless you. I'm hoping before it's all over, you'll be encouraged because I'm letting you into my own battle. My own life. I've been working with youth in the inner city for some years now. And I just recently went to a prison, right? On Monday, passing out Christmas cards to all of the inmates. And there is a young man named Carl who, since he was a boy, I've been working with him. He's still a young man. He just turned 21, but he's in prison now, and he got three more years to do. And there the lies can say, see, you're not even helping. You're not even doing anything. You told Carl a million times which way to go, and he still went that way. What are you even here for? What are you even in in, in inner city for? Some could, you know, for the different environment in which you're in, what are you doing? How are you helping? Lies. Lies. Because you got to leave and you got to believe, you got to hope. My hope is in the faithfulness of God. It's not even determined by what I see right now. It's not even determined by, by, by my emotions because they're, they're always changing. And so I leave and then, you know, and I'm praying. And then it's another young girl that was in one of my youth groups. And she was, she was one of the, the ones that you looked at and she was good in school and everything. And we're in the inner city. So to have one good in school, it's a big deal, sadly, but it's a big deal. And she was the one that was, she was paying attention. She was listening seemingly. Sometimes she'd go to other little church events at other churches, and you would look, you say, man, that's the one right there, man. Thank God for her, right? She don't even believe anymore. She's like, I got to find out more about her ancestors and, 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 you know, what really happened to us and, what, what our origin really is. And I'm like, huh? You? I'm not defeated by that. I'm still looking at the whole inner cities. All of these giants that surround me, I don't know exactly what your giants are, but these are some of mine. The homeless, the less fortunate, the single mother who don't know where to go, and we're, we're, we're lumped into the middle, middle of it, been in a prison, talking to a young man that I'm poor, you know, did my best to pour my guts out for his life, talking to him in a prison, and then leaving and got a phone call right after that saying, can you help? And I'm leaving, and, and, and I have to believe, and I have, to, I have to set my mind somewhere else. Conversations with my soul, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, why so disturbed within me? I also have to declare to my soul, like the psalmist, put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. I believe Hebrews chapter 6, 18, that God cannot lie. And I, am, and I am encouraged grabbing a hold of the hope set before us. My arsenal is full because of the, the word that is in me, the word of God that is in me. Like Isaiah chapter 9, you got you to gotta fill your arsenal up. You got to stir yourself up. Not in a fake, you know, emotional kind of way. In a genuine kind of way. He said, I shake, I shake the dust from my foot. The psalmist said, I command my soul, worship the Lord. I can't just wait for my emotions to be on board. To become the hope that I need to be for those around me no matter where I go. They're waiting on us. 
We, we have the answer even when they, when they say we don't. No matter how many channels and different, the, the news sources say different things, I know for a fact that I have the hope of the world. No matter how many streets I walk down and they're broken and the families are hurt and there's no Christmas trees being put up this year. He's 14 and he's going to remember this year. She's 15 and she's going to re remember this year. What is she going to re remember about this year? With some kind of hope being given to her. Even in a time of transition. Even right now where, where, where it's four of them standing in one bedroom. With clothes all over the floor and the kids didn't ask for it. When you walk down these streets and I'm looking, I believe. Woo, Jesus. I believe I'm speaking hope. I'm speaking life, right? God, you can change this. But somebody got to have the audacity, the hope. Not just wishing, but a different kind of hope. Expectation. Trust in the very faithfulness of God. That you care more than I care, God. So when all of them lies are coming and they're trying to weigh down on me, I shake them off. Jesus Christ is king, right? And it's a good season we're in. I love this season, right? Because a child was born. Our great hope, my great hope. So I got to declare to my soul, as the psalmist, your hope is in God. Mm, somebody say that, your hope is in God. Your hope is in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. It's a lot to look at every day. I can't run away from it. And we put ourselves in that place on purpose because, like I said, we're missionaries and we believe the Lord called us to it, the inner cities, right? Not a desirable place to be. I don't know if some of y'all been there, probably, probably not, I don't know. But it's not a desirable place to be, even for those growing up there, because it's so hopeless. And you know what they say, you know, raised, I was raised in the inner city. You know, one of the things that's on the people's mind in the inner city is if you ever get a good job, get away from here as fast as possible. If you get a college degree, leave. Right? Change your ways ever and start a family. Don't start a family here. So you know what that means? I'm going to wrap it up. You know what that means? That means all of the good people are gone. Right? The people that was even raised there, they're gone. The ones that could have been any kind of example to the ones coming up, they leave. We got to go. And so, therefore, the th that which is seen is the same old hopeless stuff. And so we and the other ones that, 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 that are there with us said, we we're here. We're not running. And we're going to speak life. But in order to do that, because my emotions are so fickle, like, what are you doing here again, matter of fact? And those who love you, they speak wisdom to you quick. Like, I don't know if that's the best place for y'all to be, you know. Right? Even some of y'all in here, you know, you might come in out of love. These out of love, they don't mean no harm. They're like, I think you should be here and not there. 
It's shootings. People going to jail. And people got shot in the head and we have had to look at that. And I have been up on a car praying, having to have hope. He's bleeding. And the paramedics take a very long time to come. They come after the police. Down there. About a shooting. Somebody's shot. You're calling for a paramedic. You're like, we need a paramedics now. Somebody just got shot. They still want to send the police first. Can you imagine that? You're bleeding out the side of your face. And you're praying for him, and you know, man, if this is, man, if he lived, it's a miracle. If he had a, a chance to live because they're going to come last, it's going to be a miracle. That man lived, thank God, literally, miracles. That man lived, like was brain dead. And after he came up out of his coma, was still able to function. But when you're around that all the time, we, somebody got to be there. Somebody got to go. You got to, your arsenal have to be full. And this is one of the things that my arsenal is filled with and probably yours too. In light of all of this and all of the lies that surround me, all of the hopelessness that surround me, Isaiah 9 says this. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So I know that even now the kingdom of God is manifesting and the leadership of Jesus is good. And so even while I'm looking at the plight of the people, even while I'm walking through these deserts that are hopeless, I know that he said he will make pools in the deserts. I know that Job said, you shall speak a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And in these places, I got to believe this. Tamika got to believe this. My wife wasn't raised in the inner city. Who will come here? Who will live here? We got enough problems of our own. But we're speaking hope. We got great hope because unto us a child is born, and he's grown now. And he's the Messiah, the anointed one. He's at the right hand of his father. And, it's, it's, and, and, and because we have a hope that has been set before us, and a part of it is this, your government would know no end. And even now you're beginning to manifest it. Even now you're beginning to make it known and bring it to pass. And in this, my arsenal is full of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. And for, for your lives, it's the same thing. Because we are the hope. Y'all know that, right? The church, no matter what the world say, we are the hope. You know who God is going to make equally yoked with his son? Can I tell y'all this? Y'all know it. The church. He's not out to make America equally yoked with his son. That's not his promise. Jesus. Our great hope is... That he said he will have a pure and a spotless bride. Woo! That one day we're going to love him with the exact measure in which he loved us. That's my great hope. When I look at brothers and sisters that I disagree with on Facebook, you know what I know? That's still my family. Democrat, Republican, I don't know. What I know is, oh, my God, if they got Jesus, they got me. In agreement and disagreement. 
because there's a great hope before me, a great hope before us, that the Lord, that, 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 that the church will be pure and spotless on that day, fully devoted to him in love. And we pray for America, Lord, bless America, shift things in America, send revival to America. I am a revivalist kind of guy. But what I know for certain is that he will have a pure and a spotless bride and it's the church. We are the hope. Not waiting for the world to recognize us as such. Not waiting on CNN to recognize us as such. Not waiting on Fox News or Facebook or Instagram or non-believers until they become born again to recognize us as such. We know this because we have this great hope. You can come up, Mika. Says, he says, he will reign on David's strong and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And it's so much more that I don't, I don't, I don't have time to get to. But the word, just fueling ourselves with the word, give us great hope that it's all going to work out. And people are being blessed because at Hope City, we're, we're feeding the community. We're being able to give them showers. We are seeing people get put in homes like the other story I just told you. The family that, that, that we're working with right now, that it's, in a, it's a struggle and the lies are creeping in. I, if I was to come back again, I'm sure that I'm going to have a good testimony that it worked out for them. That they had a place to go. It was a hard season for them that they're going to remember. But one thing they will remember is that God came through. We get to give out gifts like Pastor Brady said you know, pancakes and, and brunch and meals with each other. We have a training program for drug addicts and those who are coming up out of their addiction or coming up out of prison. They get to come into the program for free. They're getting Bible classes. They're getting prayer room time. We're watching people be transformed as well. We're watching people come out of meth and uh, opioids and these drugs that are murdering our, our children. We're seeing these things happen. So there is great hope. In the mix of darkness, there is a great light. And we, 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 our arsenal is filled because of the justice that Jesus will bring. Even from, you know, so many other, other scriptures, like I said, I wish I thought I had, you know, pastors, preachers. You always think you got more time than you really have. You have five pages or something, only get to one, you thought. But we have a great hope, and I just, I pray we, 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 we're, we're enlightened this morning. I pray we leave encouraged. I pray that you leave and you walk in a, a different measure of the presence of God because of, because of the word that you're putting in you, that you actually make a choice to believe it and have hope in it, trust, expectation. We're sons and we're daughters of God, right? We're sons and we're daughters of God. There's... No higher position that anybody have above the position that we have as the beloved of God. The angels don't even have the position that we have in the presence of God, right? When I first heard that, when I first read that in my Bible, it's, it, it's so good that it sounded blasphemous to my flesh. How do I know that that's true? Because we're seated in Christ in heavenly places. There's no higher position than a position in the placement that Christ has at the right hand of his Father. And there seated with him we are. But we have to believe this. We have to not go with our emotions, but we have to shake ourselves from the dust. 
And we have to say, I have a hope that they're looking for. We have a hope that they're waiting on. What can I do? How can I be a part? Am I involved with my neighbors? What's going on down the street from me? What's going on in my own life? God, can you bring hope to this matter? Because I see what your word says. And unto us a child is born in this wonderful season that we're in right now. With presents and gifts going around and Christmas trees being put up, there's a beautiful man. It's hope for the world. And so, yeah, you can you start playing, Mika. So we're going to do a song for us this morning. Anybody feel hopeful? There's hope. There's great hope, and we are the hope. We are hope, and there is hope because of the word of God. And it's impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God to lie. And so I don't know, I just do ask, Lord, how can I be how can I be hope this, 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 in this season? How can I, you know, show me your hope more, encourage me with your hope more, but how can I be hope? Who is it that, that, that is in need of hope right now? Man, it's funny. Like I said, it's the, the little things that bless people. It's the little things that bless people. A meal, a shower. Forget how precious a shower is until you walk in that house during the wintertime and you look at them kids and you feel how cold it is. A cold shower is not pleasant in the wintertime. Maybe when you come from outside or something in the summer and it's hundred and some degrees or something like that out. It's not a pleasant thing. And we are the hope. I just... We are the hope because of Christ in us, our hope of glory. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.